forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell tell on the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, ghost tales, real and true and fake and made up by you. Um, (laughs) It's a comedy podcast hosted by two people who are friends. So it's very chatty, which is nice if you're deeply lonely. Um, Hey, yeah. And if you're not, you know, congrats. Um, (laughs) But if you are. Uh, if you're, we get a lot of people who are like, I'm a coroner. <laughs> I slice open dead bodies. Love to listen to the pod while I'm working. And it's like, please yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm in charge of guarding deadly diseases we made in the lab. And you make me laugh so much that I've shattered three separate. <laughs> like, oh God. Y'all make me absolutely laugh till I toot. Um, I, <laughs> this is bad, but, um, but we love that. Um, we do. If you are a coroner, please let us know. We uh, always love to know about our coroner crowd. We really oh, do. Yeah. Um, but so today's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesdays, we do urban legisodes, which are um, stories that are scary, but not from the Scary Stories Still in the Dark books by Alvin Schwartz with Drunks by Stephen Gamble. Um, these are things that are sort of similar, um, but from the outside world. And today... Um, I learned about something today on Twitter Ooh. that is, which is basically college. And <laughs> I want to talk to you all about it. Cause it's actually the only thing I can think about since I've learned about it. Um, oh God. today's urban legisode is about an unexplained physical phenomena known as ball lightning. Oh, <gasps> Andrew, do you know about ball lightning? I don't. Maybe I've experienced it, but I don't know about... Okay. I don't think you have because it's something that like very, very few people have ever seen. Oh, I thought it was a bodily thing. I'm very sorry. Let's keep going. (laughs) 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 I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Hey, what guy here hasn't had ball... It's fine. But okay, so... I'll be reading. Uh, I discovered it from Twitter. There was a news report of this couple. I don't know what made it count as news because it was like something that had happened 30 years prior. Uh And it's just this couple, the Vashans from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And they have this wild accent talking about, yeah, it was 1980 and we're all hanging out. And then this blue globe orb comes in the window over here. And then it floats across the room. I couldn't believe it. Bounces off the floor and hits the TV and explodes with a bang. (laughs) And uh, the the, um, reporter who's reporting the story is a man named Dustin Bonk. And he looks 12 years old. (laughs) Dustin (laughs) Bonk? His name is Dustin Bonk and it's spelled like Dustin Bonk. What kind of Amelia Bedelia character? This... Dustin Bonk. It's the UP, baby. We They do things different out there. Good. Um, it's just this couple that looks like they've been partying straight since the 80s talking about like, <laughs> yeah, I guess one time we saw a ghost and it just sort of bumped around the room. And the guy oh. said, uh, if I hadn't have been the only one to see it, I don't think I would have talked about it at all. 
Um, like I think they thought it was aliens until I guess they found out. Um, yeah. This is something called ball lightning. Um, and I will tell you about it from our favorite book, Wikipedia. Yes. Um, it's an unexplained phenomenon described as luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea sized to several meters in diameter. Oh no. Though usually associated with thunderstorms, the phenomenon is said to last considerably longer than the split second flash of a lightning bolt. Some 19th century reports describe balls that eventually explode and leave behind an odor of sulfur. Oh. Which is a very chill smell to have when you're an unexplained floating orb of fire. Just to smell like <laughs> hell is actually not chill at all. Um, descriptions of ball lightning appear in a variety of accounts over the centuries and have received attention from scientists. Uh, an optical spectrum of what appears to have been a ball lightning event was published in January 2014 and included a video at a high frame rate. Okay, so there's like very few videos of it. So if you look it up, you'll see like usually most of the videos of ball lightning are like a lightning strike in the distance and then you'll it'll be like two little they look like lens flares that the person who made the video will have circled and it like floats sort of like a um if you've ever like lit a match and blow it out and there's like a weird little black thing that sort of floats around off of it it kind of Mm -hmm. does like that um, so it's not satisfying to see, but on the Wikipedia page, there is this picture of a 1901 depiction of ball lightning that I will send to you of your okay. text. Good. And it's these men in like little, it's French and they have little mustaches and they're wearing their little suits <gasps> and their vests. And there's just a flaming orb that flies through the window and they're like shoving their chairs over like Sacre Bleu. This is, cr- I mean, yeah, what would I think if I saw this? If I was sitting with all my mustachioed friends in a I French parlor? Know. <laughs> this is an insane statistic. According to statistical investigations in 1960, ball lightning had been seen by 5% of the population of the earth. What? Another study analyzed reports of 10,000 cases. So it's very rare. Okay. Um... Because I was going to say 5% of the earth. That's, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like, you know, there's the type of person where if you ask the wildest question, they will say like, yeah, I've seen that. And it's unclear whether they ever could have or just kind of want to be king for a minute. They just like to agree with questions. Yeah, Yeah. this is where I come down. I know this is the wrong opinion to have and I'm not a data scientist. But when they're like, did you know that only 60% of people said that they thought the Holocaust was real when asked if they thought the Holocaust was real? And I was like, if you present it like it couldn't be the right maybe stop doing that people do goofs sometimes sometimes um okay so one early report uh is the great thunderstorm at a church in the windcomb in the moor devon in england in october of 1638 four people died and approximately 60 were injured when during a severe storm an eight-foot ball of fire (laughs) was described as striking and Entering the church, (laughs) destroying it. (laughs) No, the ball of fire allegedly smashed the pews and many windows and filled the church with a foul, sulfurous odor and dark, thick smoke. (laughs) Oh my! As if that wasn't worse enough, the ball of fire reportedly divided into two segments: one exiting through a window by smashing it open, the other disappearing somewhere inside the church. (laughs) 
That's the worst one. Which one is your less favorite, Andrew, of those two? <laughs> the latter one. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's awful. Oh. It's still in there. Anna. I mean, I'm laughing because I, I my monkey brain is panicking over the thought of being in church as a kid. During a storm. It's raining and you still are at church. That blows. And, and a ball of fire comes in, blows up, smells like hell, and kills eight people. Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, because of the fire and sulfur smell, contemporaries explain the ball of fire as, quote, the devil or as the, quote, flames of hell, which like, that's right. I know back then they were like, you have your period, you're a fish, like whatever. (laughs) Like (laughs) these people are not being like old and in the past and wrong. They're absolutely correct. What they experienced was the devil. (laughs) And any scientist would agree with that. I'm I'm still not sure they're wrong. I mean, that's a thing. This is this is like, I don't know why these things were happening in churches so often. Remember the one about the dog that came in and broke two people's necks and then ran away? (laughs) Is it the same church? God, I hope so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't stay home from church, please. (laughs) Please, Um, everybody. Oh, my God. This is very funny. Later, some blamed the entire incident on two people who had been playing cards in the pew during the sermon, (laughs) thereby incurring God's wrath. I mean, come on. I, this is... I love that playing cards in church was the equivalent of, like, jerking off back then. <laughs> like, cards. <laughs> also, that's kind of hard to do. On what surface? On the pew. Like, between them? Wow. Yeah. Whatever. That's ballsy. I would say if I I'm a, I was a very judgmental kid in church, and um, when people were not behaving as though they should be, I was like... I mean, I never said or did anything as I was a child, but if I saw people playing cards, I wouldn't be shocked if God sent a fireball from hell. Yeah. Well, I had that with um, ladies who got communion with the purse and their coat on their arm. Don't Mm-mm. do that. Mm-mm. First of all. Second of all, if you're wearing basketball shorts in church, you better be going to a basketball game for the parish after church. <laughs> and is... even then, bring slacks, change in the bathroom like a fucking normal person. <laughs> Anna. Wow. This this is why we found each other. Because, if, yeah, I, I very clearly remember those things. If you're wearing your shin guards in church and click clacking your cleats around, you better be winning for the parish right after this. Yeah. Yeah. Give God the glory. Making me crazy. Okay. Um, the Catherine and Mary in December, 1726, a number of British newspapers printed an extract of a letter from John Howell on the sloop Catherine and Mary. As we were coming through the Gulf of Florida, Florida, on the 29th of August, a large ball of fire fell from the element and split our mass in 10,000 pieces, if it were possible. <laughs> also, 10,000 pieces is all caps, like the first letter of each word. Is yeah. Who had to count? Who had to count? I like, don't know. Sully, count all those fragments. Oh, you got it. Um, if it were possible, split our main beam and also three planks of the side underwater and three of the deck killed one man another had his hand carried off and had it not been for the violent rains our sails would have been of a blast of fire that is such a nice way to put losing a limb (laughs) to say that it was carried off it was carried off it had business over there it's been a hard year since my husband's head got carried off okay this is great okay so there's a man named georg rickman or richman in 1753, when he's a professor in St. Petersburg, and he constructed a kite flying apparatus similar to Ben Franklin's uh, from a year earlier. Oh, yeah. So he's like ripping this guy off, right? Totally. He hears thunder. Worst. He's at a meeting of the Academy of Sciences. He hears thunder and he's like, I got to go get my fucking kite. 
and he grabs his engraver and is like, you got to write this down. This is going to be amazing. They set up the experiment and then ball lightning appeared, traveled down the string, struck Rickman's forehead and killed him. The ball had left a red spot on his forehead. His shoes were blown open and his clothing was singed. His engraver was knocked unconscious. The door frame of the room was split and the door was torn from its hinges. I mean, six semper content stealers, you know, that's how it goes. (laughs) You can't be doing this because you. (laughs) Wow. Um, He blew his shoes open. It popped him the hell open, which I feel like everybody's shoes were tight back then. Yes, but leather's hard to pop. I don't know. I guess it, it cooked. Yeah, wow. A lot of these are on boats, um, which mm. I have to be honest, doesn't interest me as much as on land. Yeah, because I'm never going to be in a boat. Um, And then let's see. Do, 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 do. I love when it flies around the room. So this happens a lot. Um, so this is Tsar Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, <gasps> uh, reported witnessing what he called a fiery ball while in the company of his grandfather, Emperor Alexander II. Quote, Once my parents were away and I was at the all night vigil with my grandfather in the small church in Alexandria. During the service, there was a powerful thunderstorm again in a church, in a church. What's happening? What are we doing? Um, There was a powerful thunderstorm. Streaks of lightning flashed one after the other. And it seemed as if the peals of thunder would shake even the church and the whole world to its foundations. Suddenly it became quite dark. A blast of wind from the open door blew out the flame. Close the door. Blew out the flame of the candles, which were lit in front of the iconostasis. I don't know what that is. Let me see. Um, Oh, it's an Eastern Christianity thing. Mm -hmm. It's a wall of icons and religious paintings. Okay. Um, There was a clap of thunder louder than before. So all the, the candles were blown out. There was a clap of thunder louder than before. And I suddenly saw a fiery ball flying from the window straight towards the head of the emperor. Oh, the ball parentheses. It was of lightning close. Parentheses, <laughs> <laughs> whirled around the floor, then passed the chandelier and flew out through the door into the park. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. I can't handle ball lightning. I especially can't handle ball lightning at a church. I especially can't handle ball lightning going into a church and then leaving like bye does it have to do with the church steeples like i guess yeah if it's like the tallest thing and that makes sense but even then what nature needs to make a decision is nature going to be kooky crazy or is it going to be normal this is too much it's doing kooky crazy and crazy kooky oh my Um, it's flying around it's coming in houses it went out the door to the park okay my heart froze i glanced at my grandfather His face was completely calm. He crossed himself just as calmly as he had when the fiery ball had flown near us, and I felt that it was unseemly and not courageous to be as frightened as I was. I felt that one had only to look at what was happening and believe in the mercy of God, as he, my grandfather, did. After the ball had passed through the whole church and suddenly gone out through the door, I again looked at my grandfather. A faint smile was on his face, and he nodded his head at me. My panic disappeared, and from that time, I had no more fear of storms. I'm sorry. What? Your grandfa- are you? What's going on between you and your grandfather? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have a feeling this is the czar talking about his grandfather, the emperor. Yes. Is that correct? 
Okay, I I feel like maybe the czar misread what was going on in the emperor's face. I think maybe the emperor and I have something in common, which is when something horrific is happening, I just refuse to believe it's happening, as though like <laughs> everything will turn out to be fine. And I think if you're an emperor, you're like everything will be fine. I what could go wrong with me? I'm the emperor. He was probably um, pissing. Yeah, I, that is. I mean, that was it the sounds calm like. Look. It sounds like my reaction during that during the Los Feliz werewolf incident where I was chased down Ugh, my block by a by a growling roaring man. But I was like, this is fine. But in my heart, I was like, I am going to shit my body out of myself. You got up. Yeah. Um, this next one is from absolutely famous boy Alistair Crowley. <gasps> oh. And he's famous for being a spooky man. Yes. Um, and a British occultist. Uh, he reported witnessing what he referred to what he referred to as quote globular electricity during a thunderstorm on Lake Pasquani in New Hampshire. Do you know where that is? Oh, I do. Um, in 1916, which we can all agree is one of the spookiest times. That is true. Because yeah. it's the 1900s. So it's a little bit modern, but it's still so fucking old. Yeah. You've still got old ghosts in the, in the 20th century for sure. Really old ghosts. Scary. The ghost is wearing like lace. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 He was sheltered in a small cottage when he, in his own words, quote, noticed with what I can only describe as calm amazement that a dazzling globe of electric fire, apparently between six and 12 inches in diameter, was stationary about six inches below and to the right of my right knee. What? As I looked at it, it exploded with a sharp report, quite impossible to confuse with the continuous turmoil of the lightning, thunder or hail or that of the lashed water and smashed wood, which was creating a pandemonium outside the cottage. I felt a very slight shock in the middle of my right hand, which was closer to the globe than any other part of my body. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Like you're a spooky that, man and then you see the spooky thing that's actually a real thing. That is so scary. Also because, yeah, there are, there are really crazy lightning storms in New Hampshire and every year one kid would get struck by lightning in a lake and it would be super sad. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, you but can't go in the lake when it's lightning. No, you got to get out of the water real fast. But ball lightning in New Hampshire, of all places, wow. Um, there's also this one on the plane in 1969. Um, someone was in the passenger cabin of an all-metal airliner on a late-night flight from New York to Washington. The aircraft encountered an electrical storm during which it was enveloped in a sudden bright and loud electrical discharge. Some seconds later. A glowing sphere, a little more than eight inches in diameter, emerged from the pilot's cabin <gasps> and passed down the aisle of the aircraft approximately 20 inches from me. This is a person R.C. Jameson was talking. Maintaining the same height and course for the whole distance over which it could be observed. <laughs> Anna, how is it getting inside without... Dis- what? I think it strikes something metal and then continues through the house. Like if it's not oh. grounded... Yeah, that makes sense. It just is like fucking floating. That is crazy to me. Other accounts, I actually can't get enough of this, so you have to come to my house and beat me to get me to stop reading examples. (laughs) But there's one in July of 1852 in Paris um, uh, where a tailor living next to a church, excuse me, (gasps) Uh saw a ball the size of a human head come out of the fireplace. (laughs) No, no, no. Andrew, it flew around the room. (laughs) Andrew re-entered the fireplace, Andrew, <laughs> and exploded in and destroyed the top part of the chimney. Ma'am. This, the ball lightning is popping off. This has it's to stop. Deeply, ma'am. 
Oh my In 1877, God. it went through the Golden Temple in India and exited through a side door, which is crazy. <laughs> that is, <laughs> even it, the ball, even the ball lightning is like, how do I get out early without any? <laughs> Anna, Anna, I am, I am honestly <laughs> like, my heart is racing, my face is flushed. I had no idea this existed. <laughs> And the concept that it uses entrances and exits and then sometimes <laughs> destroys whole churches. I, th- this is like telling me – this is like a, as if I never knew that giraffes existed at all. And then someone was like – and another giraffe was – like I, my – I can barely – I'm my stutter is coming back because it's I'm this affected. Oh, no. You're getting a joy stutter from this. I'm getting a joy stutter. Lightning. There's one in 1907 in Western Australia in a lighthouse. Um um, lighthouse keeper was knocked unconscious and his daughter Ethel recorded the event. <laughs> Hats off to Ethel. Ethel. Um, in a place in 1950, in 1925, in a place called Bischof Swerda, Germany, uh, multiple witnesses saw a silent ball land near a mailman, move along a telephone wire to a school, knock back a teacher using a telephone, and bore roundly, perfect round coin size holes through an, a glass pane 700 feet of wire was melted several telephone poles were damaged and underground cable was broken and several workmen were thrown to the ground but unhurt i'm oh. sorry you land what? near a mailman and then you do this <laughs> this the, the ball lightning doesn't care who it affects and why it's so insane there was one submariners saw it oh, in sweden in uh, where is it in fucking um kazakhstan it's everywhere it's everywhere it's in planes it's in boats it's in churches it's Um, so funny that because i assume that these things would only happen in um in in russia because i feel like russia's so big russia's so big and it's so spread out and people are just driving and they all have the like anti-fraud cameras in their car yeah yeah Yeah, Um, what this is crazy. Sorry. It's also it's also separate from St. Elmo's fire. Right. Because that is is that like Will of the Wisp? Is that the flickering in swamps? Um, I think so. It says it's a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by a corona discharge from a sharper pointed object in a strong electrical field in the atmosphere, such as those created during thunderstorms or an a volcanic eruption. Oh, so it must be different than all these mysterious flames. That's scary. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, well, nature's crazy, you know? Um, it is. And it's usually, it's not usually bigger than eight inches. Um, they're generally spherical or pear-shaped with fuzzy edges. Oh. Um, they frequently appear almost simultaneously with cloud-to-ground lightning discharge. So there's a light, regular lightning, and then there's like this guy that just starts floating. Whoa. Um, I'm... I real I, I am dumbfounded by this, Anna. I can't. But I'm like trying to look up pictures and stuff. This yeah. is so crazy. And that, what would you do if you saw ball lightning? I'd go crazy and have to be lobotomized. <laughs> I, they'd have to. I'd be making crafts in the country. That would be a way. Uh, I I know we say this a lot in this podcast, but I now that I know about it, I do have a feeling that I'm going to die via ball lightning. I'm going to say not till I'm 78, but it will be ball lightning. I want to see it desperately, actually, now. I don't know if that's separate from what I just said, but... Wow. Um, but I there's know. all these different hypotheses for what it is. Some people say that it is St. Elmo's fire, but separate. 
that it's like uh-huh. uh, a loose, a detached St. Elmo's fire. Um, some people say, let me see. Yeah, it's all these. If you're curious and you understand any of this, you can look it up. Buoyant plasma hypothesis, nanobattery hypothesis, Whoa. transcranial magnetic simulation, spinning plasma toroid, <laughs> Rydberg matter concept vacu- vacuum hypothesis. Anyone? Wow. Fractal these like, aerogel. These sound like appetizers you could order in Star Wars. God, yeah. If you're like doing a little, we're just going to get stuff for the table and everyone's going to pick. <laughs> oh, I miss doing that. <laughs> Me too. I miss sipping uh, soup off the same spoon as my friends. <laughs> I know. What, oh, yeah. What? It is It is similar to Will of the Wisp. Okay. Yeah. That always scared me too. Because it was that always. Seems scary. What is the, it? I, the idea or like the folklore behind it was um, it was like a beckoning flame that lured people into the swamp and then they were never seen again. Ugh. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. And I think it was like Will was like a character, I think in Celtic mythology, who was so bad that the devil was like, you can't stay down here. And he gave him a candle. And then the Will of the Wisp like wanders around with the candle. And the oh, don't do that. I'm scared. Know, to what end, Will? I don't like it. Oh, and uh, that Will of the Wisp is also all over the world. I'm yeah. only seeing paintings of it. I actually need to see a picture. Oh, we know that's a firefly. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's... um. That's ball lightning, you know? Wow, Anna. This this has changed my life. You always manage to come in with stuff that I actually know nothing about, and I'm really delighted and stunned and terrified oh, by. I think you do all that. Um, wow. There's a, but the, the reason that I got off on this in the first place was because of someone posted a video of, I think it's probably a blown transformer, but people on Twitter were saying that it was ball lightning, but it's just like a blue like fireball that's traveling along um, telephone lines. Oh yeah. That somebody has cell phone video of that. I will also send to you. Um, wow. But it's good. really, really, I, I couldn't think about anything else for like four hours today. Oh man. Well, gentle listeners, I mean, you shouldn't be going to church now anyway because of social distancing, but I, I just be aware of this as a possibility of something that can happen. If you're what a church, better reason to stay home. <laughs> I know. If I'd known about this when I was eight, I would have had a much stronger argument for my parents. Wow. I know. Anna, oh, thank you home. so much for sharing this. Thank you so much to ball lightning for doing your thing. Ah, what a curious thing. If anyone's an expert in ball lightning, uh, please do let us know. We'd love to hear any further insights. Um, I'd have to say that like of the male actors that we have been obsessed with that we've cast in these stories that um, are now canceled for being horrible to people, I think I'd like to replace them with ball lightning. I'd like to correct cast ball lightning and everything. Uh, Cause ball lightning is never, I mean, ball lightning, it's going to blow up some churches. We know that's true. That's not great. We don't love it, but at the same time, ball lightning doesn't know what it's doing. It exists outside of our conceptions of right and wrong. So, um, yeah. Wow. It's so, it's sort of hunky in that way. (laughs) Anna, before we go, uh, I think it's time for our favorite segment. Scary Scary ideas ideas for for things things that that could could happen. Um, wow. My brain is just surging. Uh, do you prefer to go first or second, Anna? Um, I can go first. Excellent. Okay. It's... 1916 
and you're sitting in church. <laughs> and you are, I'm sorry, it's 1638 or whatever. <laughs> and you're sitting in church. And your friend, little Tommy, says, hey, want to play war with cards? And you say, Tommy, yes, is that bad? And then you both laugh. He takes out cards and you're playing war. When out of nowhere, the fucking devil flies in through the window and then walks around. It flies, it splits off. One flies out the window and then one goes into the church somewhere. And then it comes back into the church where everyone is. It knocks out a couple people, knocks over pews. And then it goes back to where it was before in the other part of the church. And then it comes back in and then it looks you in the face and says, sorry, I dropped my keys. Did you see them? <laughs> that that could, happen. could happen. Wow. Could it ever happen? And now we know because it did. It did. Um, okay. Your apartment has just gotten so humid and it makes no sense because you live in a dry climate. It's the winter. Why is your apartment so humid? So you buy a dehumidifier and it's your first one and you're very excited about it. It comes in a huge box and it kind of looks not very high tech when you open it. It sort of just looks like a big, like a big gray cube with some slats in it, but you turn it on. And it makes this kind of weird sound, like like little sips at the air. And it goes on all day. Uh, and then you hear a little uh, beep, beep noise. And there's a little red light that pops up that you need to empty uh, your humidifier. And you open the top of it. And inside is an amphibious creature who has been drinking the air all day and he says to you, I gotta go. I gotta go. That That could could happen. happen. Oh my God. He's gotta go. Kind of a Flintstones. It's kind of a Flintstones era version of a dehumidifier. This is my dream. I love when a pet shows up out of nowhere. I know, especially a talking one. Oh, Andrew, thank you for that. Anna, thank you for this excellent uh, um, Urban Legisode. And uh, everybody else, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you can. Uh, we're at scary story underscore pod. And um, you can also send us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail.com. We're and, on the air. And if, let us know what you think about ball lightning or just send us a ball lightning with a happy face if you like it. I'm also excited about this this idea of weather phenomena as being a topic that we cover on the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. You know what another phenomena is, everybody? Get yeah. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.